0: Okay, we're ready to begin. Parsha Srei. So in this week's Parsha, we have the mitzvah of mezuzah. The question that I'd like to talk about this evening is whether or not one is allowed to wear a mezuzah as an amulet, as a charm. My son received a gift of uh, mezuzah for a keychain, and the question is whether one is allowed to uh, use such a thing. Okay, that's the question we're going to deal with this evening. So <clears throat> the response of the Team Nefesh Khaya in number forty-seven deals with this question, and he first he says like this. First, he quotes the Rambam, which I guess the Rambam is going to be the uh, the uh, Rosh Hamidaberim. He's going to be the first speaker regarding this issue, probably one of the most one of the most important personalities to give an opinion about it. The Rambam says um, the Rambam is like this, and the Rambam is found in the Rambam is found in the laws of Mezuzah, Tefillah chapter five, number four. Rambam says, "Minig this. Those people that write the names of angels inside of mezuzah. Or, or they write holy names, or, or they write apostle, or they put some kind of stamp or something like this. These people that write inside of Mezuzah, they don't have a portion in the world to come. So it's not enough the fact that when they do this, they have disqualified the mitzvah, in other words, there's no longer a mitzvah of mezuzah if you add something to the mezuzah. Not only that. They took a, 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 a huge mitzvah. What's the mitzvah of mezuzah? The mitzvah of mezuzah is the oneness of Hashem. The mitzvah of mezuzah is supposed to inspire us to remember the fact that Hashem is one. Sh'mosh HaKosh Baruch V'Avosa in the love of Hashem in His service They took that mitzvah K'ilu As if it's a charm As if it's a charm for their own
1: pleasure
0: Like, like whatever they think should be the best thing Asrach foolish Daver HaMehane They think that this is something which helps the Beheb like olam in the advantages of the world so That's what the Rambam says So the Rambam is talking about a mezuzah That you put up on the door and the mezuzah that you put up on the door, if you write something inside, it says the Ram, not only is it, is, it, is it not a mitzvah, but also the foolish people, what they did was, they did something for themselves. It's as if they made a charm. Mm-hmm. says the Ram, as if they made a charm, as if they made an amulet for themselves, for their own personal benefit. Like that's what the Ram says. So, so says the Tzir and Nevesh Chaya, that from here is implied, this implies that um. Uh, this implies, says the team of that, uh, this implies, he says, that if one would make a charm out of the mezuzah, then we, then if one made a charm out of the mezuzah, then it would be also foolish. Uh, even though the, the Rambam is talking about a mezuzah that you put on the wall. You understand what I'm saying? So therefore, therefore, from here, you can we can deduce from the words of the Rambam that one should not make a, a, a mezuzah into an amulet because that's not that's not what the mitzvah is all about. So the first thing that the Tzilavish Chai says, this response, the first thing he says is that from the Rambam it seems to imply that from the Rambam it seems to imply that one is not allowed to do it. Not only that, he says he found in a, in a book called. Seif um, Rakhona, on Nitzvah, The Fush Krakow, page 36, he says like this This is a shocking statement, but uh, it's the truth. You'll soon see then. What? You think is that the protection that the Mezuzah offers is that the person is not going to die and they're not going to get sick. And the Rabbah, just the opposite. Sometimes. Dying and getting sick is a schus. it's a merit, and <laughs> a The reward is in the world to come. So, a person might carry an amulet with them, and I, they might carry an amulet with them, and they might think that that's going to protect them. That's going to protect them from certain death, right? But it's not true. So, maybe the protection is is that the taka should that they should be not in the world anymore. Because the death itself is an atonement. The death itself is, is forgiveness. That's what the sefer. that's what the Saifraqana says. I I'm not sure. I don't know. But that that's what kind of him. And this is the Gemara on page eighty six A in Tractate humour. The Gemara in Tractate says that certain there are certain infractions for which only Misa only uh only when the person is uh in inshallah, hundred and twenty when they pass away, that's when the when they have atonement. Okay? For everything, they did? for everything that they did. If they do together with tshuva, the Gemara discussed, if they do chuva together, if they repent together, for everything that they did, so it causes the, the atonement. But sometimes, the, aton- the tshuva is not enough. They have to also, they have to also die. Rachman,
1: Do
0: they yes. They still go to They still go where? Gehenna? Yes. Sometimes it depends on the situation of each individual person.
1: Wasn't it during the destruction of the second temple? I can't remember which one. So Questionable question. That the person who caused the strike repented, did children and then died on the spot.
0: Right. That's a gemara in the. That's a gemara in the. Some, okay. It may be in Avodah Zara, page sixteen. Is the person who not the destruction of the temple? I remember is the person who visited, uh, who did the illicit uh, things. And then when he did tshuva, he died because that's the tshuva that he had to do, that it took so much out of him. Mm-hmm. That's the way that the, uh, I think that the Sisse um, um, the Chaim Friedlander explains this in his piece on on, uh, on Rosh Hashanah, the Yom Narayan. He explains that Kamar, that sometimes the tshuva is so strong that the shaman has to leave the body. Okay, that's a separate issue. Fine. I think it's the So, the, um, this, we find this concept in Pasha Shoftim, this is very interesting, this is also this Gemara, this is the Gemara on page 5 in Tracted Makos and also Rashi there in Pasha Shoftim quotes this Gemara. The Gemara, is, the Gemara is talking about two witnesses, the Gemara is talking about two witnesses that testify against somebody that they committed murder, Yes, so maybe you remember this, you were going to first mission in Makos that uh that they testify against the person who committed murder so the thing is the law is is that you if the witnesses if another set of witnesses come and say that it's impossible for them to have testified on this testimony that they saw so-and-so kill so-and-so because they were with us at a different place so they couldn't have been there just watched the crime happen so what, what, is, what is the law in such a case? What we do is, is that we give the punishment to the first set of witnesses that they wanted to give to the alleged perpetrator. Right? And then you will get rid of the evil from your midst. That's what the, uh, that's what the Pasek says. So the Pasek has a very, that like you should do to them like they wanted to do. So the 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 um, inference is is that you want you should do to them like they wanted to do and not like they did. So if so it comes out like this, if they actually kill the person with their testimony, we don't do anything to them. But if they're unsuccessful in killing the person with their testimony, then we kill them. That's the way it goes because We should do to them like they wanted to do, not like they did. So if the witnesses are successful in this, they don't get punished. If they're not successful, they do get punished. That's what the Gemara says. So the question is obvious, the question is, how could it be? If, we, if they're liable for the death penalty for trying to kill the per, alleged perpetrator, certainly they should be liable for the death penalty for killing the, the perpetrator. Why should it be the opposite? Right, that's, the, that's what it says there. So here the Sif Quotes a sefer called the Tzor Hamor. The Tzor Hamor says the following thing. He says he also asks the question that it says in. Um, it, but there's a specific avodah zarah called the Molech. The Molech is this was an avodah This was an idol worship where they took children, where they took people, and they walked into a fire. And like two, not into an f- actual fire, but into two. They walked in between a fire there's two bonfires on either side, and they walk between the five, this is the word of So the Gemara says there, it it, it implies from, it it, it deduces from, uh, the Gemara is in Sanhedrin, page 64b, it deduces from a pasuk, that when he gives from his seed, from his children, to the Zohar called Molech. So the Gemara says, if he gives from his seed, if he gives some of his children, to the of worship, then he's liable for the death penalty. But if he gives all his children, he's not liable for the death penalty. So he, the Torah asks the same question. If he's giving some of the children he's liable for the death penalty for this, for this side of worship. Certainly if he gives all the children, he should be liable for the death penalty. So listen to what he says. He says like this. It's, it's something which is known, like we said, Shemises Bezim Nechaperis. That the death penalty serves as an atonement. It's not only a, a deterrent for society. And we mentioned before that Moshe Feinstein says in his responsa that the death penalty is not meant to be a deterrent anyway. It's meant to be a, 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 um, a, um, a presentation of the Torah, how it feels, how severe a crime is, a uh, uh, murder is, for example. But anyway, the, 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 when the rabbinical court gives the death penalty, it's, it's not only a deterrent. And it's not only a punishment, it's an atonement for the guilty party. How do we know? This Vietnam because we're interested in Sanhedrin, chapter to Sanhedrin, page forty three B. as soon as they reached the place where let's say the person is liable for stoning, as soon as they reached that place, K S twenty feet away, on the father, they sent him that he should confess for his sin. Right, everybody says the Gemara that gets killed, that that not gets killed, but that gets, um, right, that gets killed by the Bezdin, by the rabbinical court, and they all say confession. The imeni or daily, if he doesn't know how to confess, then he should say that my death should be an atonement for all my infractions, for all my sins. So you see from here, Says the Torah Hamar then death is an atonement. It's a good thing if a person gets if a person gets gets killed by the rabbinical court for the crime that he committed. That serves as an atonement. But
1: does that mean everybody gets
0: atonement because we all die in the end? So that's a good question. I guess it, I guess it, in a certain sense yes, but there's more of an atonement when it when it happens at the moment that the person is liable. So says the Torah and if that's the case, right, if that's the case, then, then if a person would not get the death penalty from the rabbinical court, then they wouldn't achieve the atonement. You hear? If they would not get the death penalty from the rabbinical court, then they would not achieve the atonement. Yeah? So it's like this. If a person, if the set of witnesses, now we back to our original question. Right, like if the witnesses testify, and they're successful in killing the person, we don't give them the death penalty. But if they're not successful in killing the person, then we do give them the death penalty. Why? The answer is, is that because if they're successful in doing the, death penalty, the killing the person as a result of their testimony, their crime is so severe, that they don't deserve the atonement of the death penalty. But if they're not successful in killing the person, the crime is not as severe, and therefore they can achieve the atonement of the death penalty. And the same thing with the idol worship. If the person gives all his children to the idol worship to the moylech, then he doesn't deserve the atonement for the death penalty. With the death penalty, but if he gives some of his children, the crime is not as severe. Therefore, therefore he des- therefore he deserves the death penalty as an atonement. So you see from this torah hamor, you see what you see that sometimes it's better for the person if they Rahman ruchman if they die. Right, So therefore, a person takes a mezuzah according to the Sefer HaKonah, the recording in the Tzim Levis and they think that the mezuzah is going to protect them. What does protect mean to them? Protect means to them that they're going to be safe from harm. But maybe that's not the protection they need. Maybe the protection that they need is that they should be harmed, because for them, that will be their, their atonement. And so therefore, maybe the mezuzah that they're taking with them will, 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 will protect them in a way that they don't want to be protected. It's the mezuzah is effective. Isn't yes. it idolatry to
1: think of that way? What? Isn't it
0: idolatry to think of No idolatry it? is idolatry is to ascribe power and power to something, capacity, something to do something as a result of their own choice. If you take if you talk to the mezuzah and you say, Mr. mezuzah, can you please give me ice cream, that's a zora. Because you're ascribing power to the mezuzah. You're ascribing the, the mezuzah's ability to be able to provide you with the ice cream. But if you're asking it
1: for protection... You're not
0: asking the mezuzah for protection. You know that the mezuzah has protective powers. So you're putting it up on your door, thinking or it, wearing it on your neck, thinking it's going to protect you. But you're not asking it that. You just know that, that is, this thing itself is that's what it is. You're not ascribing power to it. But
1: if you don't wear a necklace with a mezuzah on it for that reason, then is it acceptable? Because I've never put—I have a mezuzah necklace I've had for ten.
0: Well, 10, we didn't finish the question. The Sefer HaChaya is saying no at this point. He's saying that one should not wear one should not wear it because of the Rambam, because of the, the, the Sefer Hakonet that we said.
1: But I've never worn it as a way of thinking that
0: I'm going to be protected or whatever. I, I don't. It, it doesn't really. It doesn't really matter. It doesn't really matter because according to the Rambam that we said, the Rambam is saying that the mitzvah to put it up on the wall. Oh,
1: yeah.
0: And the Sefer says, is talking to the people who think that it protects them. That maybe they don't want to be protected in the way that it's going to protect them. Right. I what?
1: If you get one as a present, you should throw it out.
0: If you go as a present, you should throw it out, I don't know. Maybe we'll, after the end of the class, we'll see when we conclude whether you can use it, then maybe we'll discuss whether you can throw it out. Yeah. Okay. All right. jewelry
1: of not a special mezuzah, a It's just a piece of jewelry,
0: Well, no, we're talking about a mezuzah. We're talking about a real mezuzah, a katech a mezuzah. Okay, so now he says like this. However, there's a Tosus Yontes in, in Mesechtas Kilim. So there's a Tersus, this is very interesting, there's a Tosus Yontes in Mesechtas Kilim in uh, chapter 17, Mishnah number 16, Yud Zayin Tezayin. So here the Mishnah is talking about different types of vessels, different types of utensils that become spiritually impure, that become Tomei. So it says like this, one of the vessels is like this, so makyo boy based kebo, if you have a stick, that has inside it a receptacle. That, uh, what what is the receptacle for, it says the Mishnah? Mezuzah, it, umargolios. it's a receptacle to put a mezuzah in, and precious stones. That's what it is. You understand? So, this is, because it's a vessel, because it's a container that has a receptacle, you could put things into it and hold the things in there. Therefore, Halei Eilu this is one of the vessels, or all the vessels that we listed above, this is one of the utensils that is Tomei, that it becomes spiritually impure. Because something which is defined as a utensil that can, that can hold things become spiritually impure. So now, what is the person doing with the mezuzah and, and these precious stones with this stick? So the Rav here says, People do this in order to steal from the taxes. What does that mean, they steal from the taxes? The Torah explains that, that what they do is, Because the mezuzah, nobody had to pay the taxes in the time of the Mishnah for a mezuzah. So they put the mezuzah inside this stick, Right, the tachter and underneath the mezuzah, they hid the diamonds. So they put the mezuzah and the di- on top of the diamonds in this stick, like a, um, a cylindrical type of uh, vessel, right? And that's what they did to avoid taxes. That's what the case is. The mission is talking about this type of utensil. But says the Tosas Yontev of a Loshinam Rambam B'Teir Markus boy, base Kibble, Mezuzah, or is The Rambam's expression, when he brings down this case, when he quotes this case, he says it's a stick that holds Mezuzahs or diamonds. So it seems to be, according to the Rambam, it's a different case. It's not Mezuzahs and diamonds. It's Mezuzahs or diamonds. So if it's either this or that, so what does that mean? says the Torah If it's there, base Kibble, Mezuzah, or Achara. It must be that it was normal then they have the type of stake that people put mezuzahs and diamonds into. Here. Yeah. It wasn't because, like the rab says, to steal from taxes. Now, this is the point that we want for our question. And this is the Terzah Siyantar that everybody quotes when they deal with this question. The answer, says the how you are Mishnah, it's possible that the men or people at the time of the Mishnah make mezuzah imam they used to carry a mezuzah with them in a walking stick, or whatever, a stick. The Choshvu, and they thought, Zeh a mitzvah They thought that this is a Mitzvah. The Rishmir ham and this has protected them. Yeah? The Tosis Yontif learns that the case that the Mishnah is talking about is the people who had a stick, who held the mezuzah in the stick, because they thought it's a Mitzvah, and they served as a protection. Says the Tosis Yontif, you see, he says the Tziel and you see from this place you see that at the time of the Mishnah already people carried Mishnah with them. You understand? People carried Mishnah there at the time of the Mishnah, and therefore it seems like if they carried the Mishnah with them and they thought it was a Mitzvah, it must be permissible to do it. That's what the Tziel and says. Then, he says like this, then he quotes a, uh, in a responsa called, the Sha'af Tzuchu was Mishpat Tzedek, one of the Svali good one of the Svari great rabbis in Simon Lamedes, that he was actually, Mamish asked this question, and he poskined that it's permissible to have a mezuzah, and he brought a proof from the Gemara in Shavuos on page 15b. So the Gemara in Shvuos on page 15b, he says he brought a proof. So I looked up at this gemara. This gemara is very interesting. The gemara is like this: um, fifty. The gemara in on Tezvav on the Fifteen B. The gemara says, like this. Rabbi Yishua ben Lady Amarul Lani Croy. Rabbi Yeshua ben Lady said these Kim so He said some verses. Ganoi and they protected him. Asks the gemara." How did Rabbi Shulchan Levi say psukim to protect him? Rabbi Shulchan Levi did then Rabbi Shulchan Levi himself say also the mishap is with the Torah. One is not allowed to use Torah to heal oneself, to protect oneself. To I'm sorry, to heal oneself from a sickness. So the Gemara answer is lahagen shani to protect oneself. One is allowed to to heal oneself. One is sick, then one is not allowed to. That's what the Gemara says. So I think that the Mishpat, that this responds of the Mishpat uh, Tzedek wants to say, you see that you're allowed to use the words of Torah for protection. You <laughs> understand? If you're allowed to use the words of Torah for protection, says the, 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 the Mishpat uh, Tzedek, must be you're allowed to also use the words of Torah which are printed inside of Mezuzah for protection also, even though that's not the main the Mitzvah was given. And therefore he Paskins the Mishpat Tzedek that it is permissible to use a mezuzah as a as a as a charm. And that seems to be the conclusion of Sain Navishkayah. of Vishaia also concludes that a mezuzah is uh, is it's permissible. Okay, that's that's his opinion at least. Now there's another response, however, and that is from the Shevet Alevi, from Vozna in I think it's Khilakira Deas in, in Simon Kupman Tess, I think it's it's Siv So he was asked this question also. He was asked this question from the Shinova, the, the Shinneva, Reb Shwag of Rubin Halbestam, the, the Admor Machinov. The Shinova Rebbe asked him this question. He asked him, he, he, and this is what he told him. So he talks about, uh, right, he wrote him, it sounds like he wrote him a whole letter and bringing all kinds of proofs. And Reb, Reb, the, the Ravosna, I'm sorry, the, the, the Shevard Alevi says, that the only proof that I see, or the only proof that we can discuss is the Terses Yontef. The Terses Yontef that we mentioned in the Mishnah and Kilim about the stick that has the mezuzah in it. Okay? However, he says it's true that the Terses Yontef says that, but you have to take a look in the commentary of the Terses Ajishim on the Terses Yontef. And the commentary of the Terses Yontef on the Terses Yontef says, if there were such people in the Mishnah, these people were foolish. It's true that it's implied from the Tosas Yantar that there were such people, but if there were such people, then they were foolish. Because, and then he says, you know why they were foolish? Because of this Rambam that we quoted before in chapter 5 in the Mosul-Mezuza. That the Rambam, and it can't be, that he says that the Mishnah, it can't be that the Mishnah is talking about this case, because the Mishnah wouldn't be talking about people who are doing something which they think is a missile but really is not. And then the Torah of continues to talk about the different cases that the Mishnah could be talking about. But I we'll talk about it later. Okay? So therefore, he says, that that is true, but the Chidusha says that just because we see that there were such people doesn't mean it doesn't mean that they were doing the right thing. Right. And then the 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 Al the Lady quotes the Al the Lady quotes the Rambam. And he says, even though the Rambam is not talking about the mezuzah that you're hanging on your neck, but... What he says is applicable because it creates a tremendous, he says, stumbling block for other people. However, he says, we could perhaps maybe bring a proof from the tractate brachos that perhaps maybe it is permissible. What, it, uh, what proof are we going to bring from tractate brachos? The, uh, t- t- this is on page brachos, page 23. So uh, on page 23, it says in brachos like this. It's an interesting Gemara in of itself, but we just wanted to, to see it. It's just like this: Ramba Rabba Bar said, "Ki When we when we followed the Yochanan, Rab Yochanan was one of the great Amoraim uh, um, in the Gemara. Ki Avi When Rab wanted to go to the bathroom in those days, the Gemara is talking in the context that that bathroom was a dangerous place. I don't know. There's some kind of spirit, spiritual thing. The bathroom was not a safe place to be. Kavvin suffered that when he used to, if he had a safer, if he had a book that had Torah in it of a gadotah of different Jewish thought, havi havi yoyev l'on, he used to give it to us to hold while he used the bathroom. Kavvin if he held filling in his hands, yoyev he didn't give it to us. he said, "Hoyel visharino rabbanon, since the rabbis permitted." What did the rabbis permit? Says Rashi, that the rabbis permitted the person to hold tzilin in his hands, because the tzilin themselves provide protection for a person. therefore, therefore he said, since the rabbis permitted the says Rashi, they will protect me. I will bring them with me, the and they will protect me from these spiritual beings that might do that might cause me damage. So you see, says the Sheva Ralevi from this Gemara, that Rav Yochanan used his tefillin when they were not on his head, and they were not on his arm. He held it in his hands when he was came into a, a dangerous situation for protection purposes. And there is no reason, says the Sheba Ralevi, to distinguish between tefillin and a mezuzah. And if you could use tefillin to protect you and hold them in your hands, while they're not on your head and on your hand... Certainly you could take a mezuzah and use it to protect yourself. And therefore, we can bring a proof. Now we have two proofs. We have the proof of the, of the, from Schwurz 16, 15, uh, sorry, Schwartz 15b. And we have a proof from Brachos that, that one can use the mezuzah in order to protect himself. That's what the, uh, that, that's what the Sheva says. So perhaps maybe we'll decide that it is permissible. But, exactly, but you got it right, Pamela. <laughs> he says, I I don't want to be, I don't want to be, I don't want to be, mate. I don't want to say that it's permissible, says the Sheven Alevi. It uh, it doesn't seem right to me. First of all, the the, the Chinavu Rebbe asked him two questions. He asked him one question, are you allowed to use a mezuzah as a keychain? If you you thought that maybe you're going to sell it, he also asked him whether you're allowed to make a business out of it. Can you print keychain mezuzahs? You understand? You sell it on eBay. Keychain mezuzahs. Can you do that? So he says says uh the Shaiva lady, Ragami Day Noi it doesn't seem to me permissible Lassus Kazois to do this Vilas Mizemiska and to make from this a business. Well Mizeshamathi, I heard, Kibi Ari Titali, I heard that in Italy, Hayatil Kozeh, there was a tremendous uh sort of destructive force meabat and people used to take the Mizuz off the doorpost. And also, they from the and they carried them together with themselves to protect them. I heard that in Italy, they forgot to do the mitzvah altogether. is Therefore, I hold that one should not make a business on this. whether it is for. Um, for writing or even if it's printing so therefore one can it, it could come that people could forget what the mitzvah altogether is about so she uh, he says therefore he doesn't want to be Matir even though it seems like the gemara Bacha says it's permissible and obviously he's arguing with the with the of nevashaya and, and the and the and the, um, and the other tshuva um the mishpat uh, tzedek that said that it's permissible but then he goes like this, then he's not finished yet, he says that maybe we could say the following, remember the Rambam was talking, the Rambam, the recorder, was talking that you're writing, psukim inside of him, also, you don't have a khelekin olam abor, you don't have a portion of the world to come, it's a foolish thing, etc., right? Joseph, can you close the door, do you mind? That it's a foolish thing, etc., but over there, the commentary of the Haggoy Maimeri in number 4, Says he quotes an opinion that says that you are allowed to write inside a mezuzah so says the shiva lady perhaps maybe if you write inside the mezuzah maybe it's not a mezuzah anymore and once it's not a mezuzah anymore so then you can wear it on your neck because it's not a mezuzah but in the end he says in our generation that has lowered it it has become lower I suspect that even this is going to come to some kind of Issue some kind of stumbling block. my there. Therefore, I don't agree. I pass you that you're not allowed to do it. So right. we have a machloekis from We have a machloekis between the shi'ur Levi. We have a between the shi'ur Levi and the tevil and then it's higher, Whether it's permissible to uh, to use a mezuzah as a charm. What do you want to say? Not out of a mezuzah, you can't. You can't, out of mezuzah you can. We're talking specific to mezuzah. What are we going to do with the Gemara and Brachas? I'm not sure. I don't know what we're going to do with the Gemara Brachas. But you'll soon see from our discussion that with the mezuzah doesn't really, it's not going to work anyway. That, that, that's what I think. It's not going to work anyway with the mezuzah. So
1: you think I, real mezuzah you shouldn't do anything with, but if you have something that was fabricated to look like one, it might... He be says wrong, you shouldn't even print has, it.
0: You shouldn't even print it either.
1: To make it look like
0: one. Yeah. That's what he says. Now I, I emailed my rabbi, I asked him, my teacher. I asked him what you know, what the, what what the halacha is, what the what the contemporary halachic practice is, and basically he pointed to me to this chedusha and sheishem on the Toshis shtetv. And the chedusha and seems to say, like we said, and the shevet alavi quoted that uh, that one is not allowed to do this. So it seems like one cannot use a mezuzah as a charm. Therefore. Therefore, now, right, that's a contemporary alachic practice. But we'll soon see now, from the rest of our discussion, with the time that we have left, we're going to see that not only is that the case, but I think that in, specifically in the case of the mezuzah, it's not going to help anyway. We're going to see in a minute why. Okay, so I picked up the safer when we were in New York. Joseph and I spent four hours in a svarim store trying to pick out some svarim. And we were we were in New York. I picked up the Sefer, I was looking for it for a long time, it wasn't specifically this one, but it's called Maoris HaParsha, it's from, it's, it's, uh, it, it deals with Nosim Halachim akshualim Actual halachic Cases, which we say by the HaParsha shvua according to the Parsha. And it's written by um, Rabbi, Rabbi El-Yokim Devorkis. And in in this week's pasha, in pasha three a, he has a whole discussion about mezuzah. I want to share you some of the words he says, and that's going to shed light on our question. First of all, first of all, he quotes the Gemara in uh, he quotes the Gemara in uh, in, in Menachos on page thirty three b. The Gemara Menachos on page thirty three b talks about the fact that the mezuzah has protective powers. That's the truth. Says the Gemara like this: I'm a Rafa, Rabba said, "Mitzvah lanicha betafach asamach lo It is a mitzvah to put it as close uh, within a tefach, which is this size, about a fist size, of rishusarabim of the public domain. To put, that's where you put the mezuzah. That's the mitzvah. My time and what the reason? My time, rabban, rabban and amri, rabban could be bmezuzah miyad That's in order that when a person passes the doorway, he should meet the mezuzah immediately. That's why you have to put the mezuzah there." Rabbi Chanina, Mesurah, Rabbi Chanina, Mesurah says, "Kiyechi the the tintare, in order that the Mesurah should protect him." That's the reason why. Says the Gemara further, "I'm Rabbi Chanina, Bole, come and see. This is a very interesting Gemara. Yes, so he listened to this for so 3. Shemokim midas boss of midas shemokim midas atosh boker, midas boss of a Hashem is not like a regular king. Midas boss of a dom, melach yesh mesnim, v'Am misham mesen mechutz a regular king, he sits on the inside of the house, and his servants stand on the outside to protect him. Me HaKadosh Baruch Hashem is different. Eino King, of Yoshimim his servants sit on the inside, and he protects them on the outside. That's the mezuzah. Shinema, as it says, Hashem Shemnecha, Hashem Tziocha Yad Hashem keeps you, protects you, he is your shadow, on your right hand, so you see that the mezuzah has these protective powers. Yeah, that's what the mezuzah is all about. Everybody knows this. Now, the Gemara on, on the page before says like this: that the. Um, The Gemara on page, on, on Daflamit Bazinway, it's so a 32b, in Charity makes the following comment. Um, it talks, the Gemara talks about what happens if a person puts a mezuzah in the wrong place. If they don't place it on the door where it's supposed to be. Right? So the Gemara says like this. The Gemara says... That if a person puts the mezuzah in the right place, okay, so they put it in the right place, but if they put it in the wrong place, then it's a sakana, then it's dangerous. To put the mezuzah in the wrong place, it's dangerous. Why is it dangerous? says the Gemara, it says, Rashi, and it's dangerous because of the spiritual powers. Shein, buys Mishtam, ba. the house is not protected by it, until you place it in the exact place according to the Allah, according to Jewish law, where it's supposed to be. That's what Rashi says, here. Yeah? If the mezuzah gets placed in the right place, then it has the protective powers. If it doesn't get placed in the right place, it doesn't have the protective powers. Now, why is that? So, explain the maris haparshah. It's for two reasons this is the case. Number one is because, perhaps, maybe you need, in order to do the mitzvah, the, the mezuzah has to be zeroed in. If you do the mitzvah, then it has protective powers. But if you don't put up the mezuzah, you didn't do the mitzvah, it doesn't have protective powers. Because you're not doing the mitzvah, it's in the wrong place. Yeah. Or perhaps maybe the second reason is, is that how could the mezuzah protect a person, when the mezuzah itself put in the wrong place is a testimony that the person is not doing the mezuzah correctly. The mezuzah is a prosecutor. When it's placed in the wrong place, the mezuzah is a prosecutor. Because it says, for the person that looks at it, if the books of that mezuzah, it says, look, he, didn't put out, he or she didn't put the mezuzah in the right place. How could that object be a protective item? Okay, yeah. That's what Rashi says. Now, I think, my personal opinion is, I think that this Rashi sheds light on our question. What's our question? We want to know whether or not, we want to know whether or not a person can use a mezuzah as a charm. So the Tseyev Nebuchadnezzar says he can, and the the Lady says he can't. Right? Now let's say he, let's say we, so we, let's say we to our Let's say we didn't Pashka like to shake our lady. Let's say we possibly like to, lady. Let's say we like to say that you are allowed to use a mezuzah as a protective thing. But this Rashi says that if a person does not put a mezuzah in the exact right place on the doorpost, then it doesn't have its protective powers. So even if a person, according to this, even if a person would wear a mezuzah, it's not a lucky charm anyway. Because it doesn't work unless it's sitting on the door according to Halakha. So the whole question is irrelevant anyway when it comes to the mezuzah. I can understand maybe by the tefillin, even in the tefillin are not on a person's head, and not on a person's arm. Uh, like we said, the Gemara Brachos on page 23, over there that's protective powers because Rabiach and Yuzedic guy with himself in place of danger. But on mezuzah, right? she says, yeah, they 32B, like the Menachos, that it doesn't have its protective powers unless the Mezutia is placed in a specific place. According to, to the dictates of halacha. So the whole question is rendered moot. you hear what I'm saying, uh, Samuel? Okay. So what if he
1: didn't, um, you know, wear it for that purpose anyway? What
0: if he just like the way it was Fine. Then, but it doesn't work. It doesn't work. My point is is that if a person thinks that it's going to protect them, it's not going to protect them, because according to this Rashi, it just doesn't work. It's it's like it's it's nothing different than a than a mugging David, you know. It's not different than a chai. It's not different than a chain. A person's wearing. It's nothing. This mezuzah. It's absolutely nothing. According to this. So, therefore, like, like you, you can ask me carrying a stone, whatever. But but what's the difference? You carry. You don't carry. It's not going to protect you anyway. That's what I want to say, according to this Rashi. Now he says the Maor's Apasha here. He talks about what should be the intent of the mitzvah. Uh, it says the Maor's Apasha that um, he quotes a uh, um, a which response to the Guinness of Rodin. The Guinness of Rodin says orachay and chelik of base in chavches says like this. The im oisa mizul kavon if let's say a person makes a mezuzah and his intent specifically is that the mezuzah should protect him. I hereby have this mezuzah should protect me. says the Guinness of Rodean that's dangerous. That's not going to protect them at all. And then he quotes the Toysus The Toysus Yantes says that there was such a thing, right, but he says it's not going to protect him at all. That's what... Um, that's what he says. Okay? But then he quotes the Chassam Sofer, the Chassam Sofer, in his responsa, says that in Ebenayim Zehirik Beisim the Chassam Sofer says the, he has the following discussion. I I think the Guinness of Radim, because he quotes the Tosafist is talking about that you're carrying the mezuzah with you. You don't put it on the door. If you put the mezuzah on the door, then doesn't matter what your intent is. If you put it on correctly, of course you fulfill the mitzvah. And that's the issue that the Chassam for addresses. Some sources are yes. The purpose of the mitzvah of mezuzah is not to protect us. That's not why we have the mitzvah of mezuzah. The reason why we have the mitzvah of mezuzah is to remind us that Hashem is one, like the Russian, like the expression of the Rabbah that we call before when we call Mokah if a person puts up a mezuzah and their intent is, is to fulfill the mitzvah of putting the mezuzah on the door the story Hashem is in but he thinks that the reason why the Torah gave him the mitzvah is so that it should protect him. So we're not going to say the person didn't fulfill the mitzvah, of course not. Shem came right, he mitzvah, then if that's the case, no Jew fulfilled the mitzvah, because most Jews think that the reason why Shem gave the mitzvah is so they should protect our house. No, the, the, to, to to remember the Hashem, right. Saying there are many mitzvahs like that. That's the discussion in the Ramban. Mitzvah Hashem, when you have in the future, you'll be able to see the Ramban at the end of Pasha's bow. The Ramban discusses that there are many mitzvahs like this that that, that remind us of different attributes of Hashem. And you should
1: have a lot
0: of reminders. Right. You should have a lot of reminders. It talks about that issue specifically. You should have a lot of reminders. One of those reminders is Nimizusa. Okay? Yeah? We need a lot of reminders. We're human beings. We're not perfect. And uh, when we have a lot of reminders around us, then it, it helps. Even the Rambam that we quoted, the Rambam never said you don't fulfill your mitzvah. He only said you don't fulfill your mitzvah if you write names of angels inside the, inside the mezuzah, which implies that if you didn't write the, uh, the names of angels, then you will fulfill the obligation. Okay, when we call him, he says, This is considered that he's fulfilling the and the, the 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 desire of Hashem. Menas the pras. Fine. So the Mishnah says in Pirkei office in chapter one that Etigni Soko said that a person should not serve Hashem on the condition to receive reward. Rather, he should serve Hashem in the condition That he should not receive reward. But that doesn't mean that if a person does a mitzvah in order to get reward, he doesn't fulfill the mitzvah. Of course, they to fulfill the mitzvah they're just not on the level where they don't want reward. So fine, a person puts up a mezuzah, says the Khassam says, sir. person puts up a mezuzah with the express intent that the mezuzah should protect them. Fine, so they don't, they're not 100% holding at the, at the epitome, the apex of spirituality. But the they're doing according to Allah, according to the prescription of Jewish law. And they're putting up the mezuzah in the, in, in, in the right place. So if a sure, right? is the way, So a person has the intent to fulfill the Mitzvah of Mezuzah, He fulfills the obligation in this. He's addressing all the that seem to say that a person doesn't even fulfill the Mitzvah if they don't have the right intent by the Mezuzah. Some say says that's not the case, it's not true. The Guinness of Odin that we mentioned is not talking that you put the Mezuzah on the door. Guinness of Odin is talking about that you carry the Mezuzah with you, right, he goes too far to say, not only like I wanted to say that, that it's not in, in, ineffective, but it also could be dangerous to carry a mezuzah with you. And perhaps maybe with that, we can answer Yosef's question. Yosef wants to know whether he should throw away his uh, his keychain and mezuzah. So, I don't know, Yosef. I don't know whether you should throw it away. I don't know if you should throw it away, but according to the Guinness of Rabbim, if you use it, that it's going to be the opposite of protection. Not only is it not going to be ineffective, but it's going to be the opposite of protection.
1: Does it actually have the Shema inside of it? Does it, have it
0: actually have the Shema, of course? Does it have the Shema inside of it? a different thing?
1: I don't
0: know. That's a different thing. So maybe it's not even a mezuzah at all. If it's not a mezuzah at all, then you can keep it. But if it is a mezuzah, according to the Givens and Rodim, it's not so simple that you can keep it. Yeah. Although maybe you want to rely, perhaps maybe you want to rely on the response, uh, on the shahs which is a mishpatzedek, who says it's permissible. But it seems to be that the predominant, that the that the overriding opinion here seems to be that it's you know that it's not permissible and that and that it's ineffective. Right. So it's better. Of course, of course, you're going to bury it. You're going to throw it. It's, it's, if Hashem's name is printed in the mezuzah, of course you're going to bury it. You're not gonna. You're not gonna. Or you could put it up on your door. Also, if it's a kosher mezuzah in the keychain, which I doubt because it's very small, then you could put it up on your door. Also. So basically, the answer to our question is self-evident, if we didn't state it very clearly. Well, it's self-evident, depends who you're listening to. It <laughs> it's sort of is what to me. <laughs> okay, we, <laughs> can, we, conclude, we conclude with the Marisa Parche Quote, the Tzu Tzuva's Be'er Sheva. With this, we're going to conclude it's, it's in Ramad The Be'er Sheva says like this, he wants to explain in Gemara Bab and the Gemara Bab says that if a person rents a home, so the renter of the home is obligated to put a mezuzah on their door. Now, it says the Be'er Shevah that when a person leaves, or the Gemara says, when a person leaves, so if another Jew is moving in, then they have to leave the Mezuzah. If a non Jew is moving in, then they can take the Mezuzah with them. It says the, the Be'er Shevah is explaining what's the Pshad. What's that, why is that the case? It says the Be'er Sheva, the reason for this is because the non Jewish person, for sure, if they're going to keep the mezuzah on the door when they move in, their intent is not going to be because they want to do the mitzvah. Rak Misham They'll say, "Look, you Jewish people put it on their on their house because to protect. So I'll leave it on. I'll protect my house." But then, if that's the case, he employs the expression of the Rambam that if a person is putting up the mezuzah for that, then it's already they they're 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 like the Rambam that they're. Or, like the Raman said, that they're doing it for their own benefit, for their own purpose. Because they don't believe in the oneness of Hashem like the Jewish people do. Or at least, right, uh, most, most of them. Therefore, since the best Sheva, that when it comes to the Nanji, you take in your hand. Because... Because you want to leave it for the person who's going to put it up, because it's a mitzvah. You don't want to leave for the person who's going to leave it there, not be, be because they don't want to do the mitzvah, but because okay, why not? We have a protection charm, so we'll leave it. So it should protect our house. That's what the beishev says. So put it in the right
1: place. But what
0: do you? Do? You either put it in the right place, or ask the rabbi to tell you where the right place is, and put it up in the right place. What do you mean? All right, that's the way. That's that's what you should do. Anyway, that is the discussion the Morris Parsha has. He has a lot of other interesting things, but at this point we are out of time. And our conclusion is is that it's better for sure not to have a keychain or 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 a charm that is with the mezuzah according to Jewish law. That seems to be the uh, the overriding uh, uh, opinion. If you
1: feel that you're wearing it for protection,
0: no. Even if you feel you're not, it doesn't matter. Why? It's first of all, it's ineffective. Second of all, it might be dangerous. And third of all. It's not the mitzvah. The way that the mitzvah was intended is the mitzvah was intended. The person should put it up in their door and it should remind them of the oneness of Hashem, and not the something else. There's a tertiary benefit from the from the from the mitzvah that it protects the house, but that's not the intent of the Torah of why it gave us the mitzvah of the mitzvah. the reason why I gave it the mitzvah of the mitzvah is that in order that we should be reminded of the oneness of Hashem, of the fear uh, 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 of the love of Hashem and His service. Okay, Shukar, got a good Shabbos.
1: Sí, gracias. Sí.